Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And the name of this poem is entitled, I Choose to Smile. Here we go. In spite of everything that I've been through, there is a song inside of my heart. God has defeated my enemies right from the very start. When I look back over my life and all that I've been through, I can't help but lift up my hands in total praise and worship. He has proven himself to me over and over again. I could have stayed bitter, but that would defeat the purpose. Because no matter how bad things ever got, they never outweighed the good. He's shown me so much favor. He protected me from this world. I am his grateful child. And my gratitude shows from the inside out. My life he truly cares about, which is why I choose to smile. And so I wanted to talk about, which is crazy that I started the poem off with smiling and why I choose to smile, because I really wanted to talk about comparison, comparison and comparing. Um, I noticed that sometimes when we encounter certain experiences that it's almost subconsciously that we begin to compare that experience with the next one. Or when we meet someone and let's say that person has a wow factor about themselves, then sometimes if we're not careful, then we can find ourselves comparing the person who has the wow factor with someone else. And I literally had a couple of conversations on today where I heard someone comparing me to someone else. And like I said, I'm very mindful of my body language and I'm very mindful of certain things that are said. And although I gave the person who was getting, I guess you could say, just praised, we'll just say praised for the lack of another word, I agreed with the praise, but I also had to articulate and communicate that's not me. I am in my own body. I have my own mind. I am my own person. And so if we're not careful, we can start to compare ourselves to other people and we can start to compare other people to other people. Comparison can be a very dangerous thing 
because you can miss out on a blessing comparing someone to someone else, expecting that someone else to have a certain charisma about themselves or a certain way about themselves. And learning people on an individual basis gives you an opportunity not to operate an unconscious bias. It gives you a chance to be able to learn how this person thinks and to learn how why this person does what they do. And in a work atmosphere, it makes it a lot better for growth. It makes it like an area for growth. Um, But if you only think one way, you only get one result. If you expand your mind, if you expand how it is that you view, let's say a task, and let's say that the task was done previously, let me give a time frame. So let's say the task was done and maybe you gave a task to one person and they accomplished it in 24 hours. And so you're like, oh my goodness, you did such an awesome job. Woohoo. And then you give a similar task to someone else and it takes them seven days to complete the task. Now, if you're quick to say the person that completed the task in 24 hours far surpasses the one that completed it in seven days, you truly could be deceiving yourself. Because if you go a little closer and if you dig a little deeper, you may actually see that the person that took the seven days, they did it successfully with no errors. The person that did it in 24 hours, they were not attentive or as attentive and there's errors all up and through. And so I thought about this in terms of relationships. And I was like, how many times have I been in a relationship and I had the tendency to subconsciously compare the person that I'm now dating to someone that I used to date, which is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to become abstinent. Because what I noticed when I was sexually active is that there were times that I would compare some of my previous sexual experiences with the current. And that just wasn't fair. And so I decided, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have, I, I know some, I don't know who said it. I don't know where it came from, but I do remember hearing that whenever you are intimate with one person, you're intimate with all of their partners. And so depending on how many bodies that they have under their belt, then that's that's technically how many bodies that you're sleeping with. And that just looked gross in my mind. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want. And so, yeah, I went through this process of saying, okay, Lord, you know, enough is enough. You ain't even got to tell me. It ain't like he didn't have to tell me to stop. I made the conscious decision to stop for myself because I know what it is that I desire and the route that I was taking it, I wasn't going to get there like that. And so, but when I thought about comparison, the more that the longer that I've been abstinent, I'm actually glad that I have decided to take that journey simply because it allows God to like cleanse me of the soul ties and the memories and, you know, purge me from all of that stuff to where 
I'm replacing it with positive affirmations, you know, in terms of me getting to know who I am. And so, and just new memories and it has nothing to do with a soul tie. It has nothing to do with any of that. Like I don't, that's a burden that I no longer have to carry. And it was because I consciously removed it from myself because I didn't want that burden anymore. (laughs) But I thought about the comparison and that's the one thing that I used to do, not even realizing that I was doing it. So subconsciously I was comparing my current lover to my past lovers. And that, like I said, it wasn't fair. There's been times I've even accidentally called the person that I was dating someone else's name that I used to date. Comparing, like not even, I wasn't consciously aware that I was going to call them the wrong name, but yeah, I didn't like that feeling. I didn't, I didn't like, first of all, I didn't like how he responded, which, you know, I, I get it. But at the same time, I didn't like, you have too much going on up in here. You're trying to keep up with this and that girl. If you let it go, (laughs) let it all go and just focus on you. The right person will manifest. The right person will literally, when you leave, this is what I hear now. I'm not, I'm not attesting to it because it ain't really happened to me, but I'm going to tell you what, what they've told me. I'm just repeating what I've heard. When you least expect it, he will show up. So when you least expect it, he will show up. At least that's what I hear. And so I have become very aware that comparing can be a dangerous playground and you could very well how did I I'm trying to figure out how I articulated it you could you could very well block your blessings by comparing one person to another and the reason being is because the honeymoon phase can only last so long before the true person shows up and so if you're comparing the new person the representative to someone in your past first of all you're comparing a lie to what most likely could have been the truth let's just start there so if you're comparing a lie to the truth you're already losing why not accept or try to learn the new person and to see, because this way, when you're, when you're not comparing like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm not even going to say names. Cause you know, somebody might actually have that name. And next thing you know, it's like, Teresa, why did you? So, okay. So we're not even going to go there. So I'm just going to say balloons. So let's say that you are um, comparing the orange balloon to the yellow balloon. And you're like, Oh my goodness. The orange balloon is so much better than the yellow balloon. Um, I don't know. It just is. I can't really explain to you why. It's just how the orange balloon makes me feel. Okay, that's great. But why would you say it's better? You you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You can make a, an, a, an assumption. You can make. You can draw a conclusion. You can say, well, what there? It's better because it's brighter. Okay. Or it's better because it's darker. Okay. But is that factual or is that just your preference? Is it factual or is it just your preference? So even in dating, like what I'm having to do is scrub a lot of stuff off of my mind. 
Whew. And the process can be a bit much. I didn't even realize some of the things that some of the thought patterns that I have concerning relationships. Like, OK, so let me just tell you one of them. So one of them was <laughs> that I would never, ever, 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 ever date an older man. And I'm not talking about like by two or three years. I'm talking about like 10, 12, 15. I was like, oh, no, nah, no. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I still cringe. And what I'm realizing or what if, in my mind, what I believe the reason why I kind of like developed that is it was my perspective. So in my mind, I automatically think perversion. And you're like, why would you think that, Teresa? And I'm gonna tell you, I'm about to tell you why. And this is just, you know, this is me learning how to scrub some of these thoughts out. Cause I could very well be missing a blessing if I'm limiting myself by comparing a young man to an old man, vice versa, or vice versa. But in my mind, you were 15 years old when I was a newborn. So in my mind, that's gross. <laughs> and so and I know that part of that is because I was molested. So whenever certain traumas are in your life, that can also cause you to have a, do a comparison. It doesn't always have to be in the work and atmosphere. It doesn't always have to be, you know, when it comes to certain things you like or don't like or whatever. It can literally be because there were certain traumas that you experienced in your childhood that is now it's functioning in your decision making process and you don't even know it you don't you're not even consciously aware of it and so I was like where did I get that from but that's what it is it's because of the trauma that I went through when I was younger and yes um one of the persons that that violated me was older than me and so I automatically I believe subconsciously was like uh-uh you're not going to be involved with anybody older when you get older and so it's just transpired to where I can have the best of friends that are older they can show their interest and in all of that but you ain't never got to worry about me looking in that direction and so um and that's and that's partly why um and I know that that's something that exists is because I'm comparing my present to my past. And so, yes, I know that it's dangerous ground, which is the reason why, like I said, I'm working through the process to heal. I'm also working through the process to figure some of this stuff out, to figure out where I got some of these thought patterns from so that I can debunk them and um, I can open up doors that have been shut for like a long time. Because who knows, like my future hubby may be older than me. Um, but he'll never present himself if I still have that mentality. So, um, you know, that's just, that's just one example, but yeah. So if you are a person that is, you know, hell bent on comparing everything and everyone, you might want to look within and find out why it is that you, you do that. Why do you do the comparison thing? Um, what kind of joy do you get out of comparing? Because when you're meeting a new person, when you are in, being introduced to a new person, I can understand in terms of standards. You know, maybe you're just like, okay, I'm keeping my standard like this. Okay, but still allow the person to introduce themselves and show you who they are and learn who they are without having to compare them to, well, he don't do this like that. And, you know, my 
My, my my ex used to, he used to make sure my tank was on full 24-7. And now you don't never even ask me about my gas. You just make me pay for it myself. Well, then he may have different qualities that the ex never even thought about having. He may be the type of man that not only is he, he may not be the gas man in terms of trying to make sure that you have a full tank of gas, but he's always making sure that your refrigerator and freezer are full of food. Always making sure that when you're on the phone with him, that you don't get off until you're in that house safe, door locked, everything. Making sure that you are safe. He may be the type of man that you don't even have to mention anything about what you need. You look up and he's meeting the need. So... Because he didn't fill your tank up with gas, now he's not good enough? That's not fair. Because that's something that he could learn over time. That's something that could easily be discussed. And you could let him know that that's your love language. That you want to make sure, you know, you really would like it to any time that you need your car detailed. Or any time that you need your tank filled up with gas. Could he do you that one solid? Could he make sure that that's taken care of? And... I'm sure he'll have his request as well. But it's like, those are things that you can have a conversation about. You don't necessarily have to be like, deal breaker, deal breaker. Cause girl, he didn't fill my gas tank. We went, yeah, it's just, I'm not even gonna go down that road. <laughs> but as far as like the comparison, you know, let's work on that. I know I'm working on it, honey. Cause I'm, I'm at a point now that I'm just like, okay, Lord, we're going to do the whole empty canvas and I'm just going to let you pour into me and help me to work on Teresa so that that way I could at least start to have an open mind about different possibilities instead of me just thinking, mm, nah, this is, this is it. This is all, I, this is all I'm thinking about. This is all I want. And what I want, that ain't really been working for me. So my standard of what it was that I wanted, I've had to throw that list in the trash can because that has not, I am 47 years old and that list of he had to look this way, be this way. No, I'm having to revamp a whole new list and it requires that I trust God more and lean on my own understanding less because truth be told, he knows who is perfect for me. He knows who literally would compliment me, help me to excel because there's so much that I want to do. There's so much that I want to do. And so I need the type of covering that he will allow me to dream and he will allow me to apply the things that I desire without me feeling as if it's falling on deaf ears or I'm, I don't have a supporter. Like the man that I need, I need him to be supported because there's so much that I desire to do. And so, um, yeah. So, it, but the person that I'm praying for may not fit in my age bracket. The person that I'm praying for may be seven to eight years older than I am. But if I have that issue that I have not dealt with, then if he presents himself, I'm going to look at him like my homie and he could very well be trying to pursue me. So I'm trying. I'm working on it. I have not been delivered. <laughs> that may take another year or two, but I am very much aware 
that that is something that I have been guilty of and I am trying my best to work on it. Now, I'm not going to always make a hundred. That is something that I try to make sure that I communicate to my future hubby because I really don't want him to feel like he's been deceived. There's going to be times that I'm just going to get it wrong, but (laughs) we will be able to work through that together. At least that's my prayer. So this is going to conclude my episode in terms of me speaking to everyone, but I would love to read this letter that I've written to my future hubby and it before I close. And it is um, tight. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm halfway tired. But anyway, it's um, February the 25th, 2021 is the date. And it says, Dear future hubby, today was a very eventful day. So much so that I thought I would most definitely need a glass of sweet red wine. But turns out, I didn't after all. Instead of grabbing a glass of wine, I picked up my cell phone and called my big bro. I knew he would have just the right words to say to ease my mind. And he is such a great listener. And so I told him all about my day. Once I saw the time, I stayed on the phone with him and asked my daughter if she wanted to ride with me out to my parents' home, grab my purse and my shoes and the keys and headed to my parents' home. What I thought would take about 30 to 45 minutes tops at my parents' home turned into three hours because I just wanted to catch up on my latest episodes of the TV series based on real life events called for life. I was tired, but I love this show. Although I hate what happened to Aaron Wallace, do you know who I'd love to meet face to face? 50 Cent. Oh my God. I just love how that man thinks. He produced the show Power and now for life. I know there is more. But how he brings these shows to life, both fiction and facts, is admirable. As I watched the latest episodes, my youngest daughter asked me if I could watch them at home on her own television. What she doesn't understand is that although I very well could, these are moments I get to share with my mother. We catch, we watch the shows together, and although they are recorded for me my mom watches them with me like she is seeing them for the very first time and that's special to me however these episodes were a lot to take in rest in peace andy josiah my heart hurts for his wife and two children From the videos, he was simply a good-hearted man who loved his wife and children and only wanted to see them happy. No one should ever lose their lives the way that Andy Josiah, Trayvon Martin, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, George Floyd did. The list goes on. But the way they lost their lives could have been avoided. What I loved about what Mrs. Josiah said in that courtroom is so very true. The police officers are supposed to serve and protect the people. 
Dear future hubby, I know the things I face from day to day as a black woman. I see what my brothers, sons, cousins, uncles, dad, and male friends go through as well. It breaks my heart. So many of us suffer in silence. But I pray for you. I pray for your soul. I pray for your inner child. And I pray for your protection mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically. I hope you are truly being careful in this world. Guilty while driving black is still very real. Andy lost his life in 2020. I love you. Love, Teresa. So the episode that I watched, well, it was three of them, but the one that I, it was very, very heartwarming and, and but very, very heartfelt is really what I meant to say. Very heartfelt. And I remember having a conversation with someone and I made the comment and I said, for the most part, the way that I've always looked at certain things is that as long as I'm following the laws of the land, I shouldn't be concerned about the police officers because I'm obeying the law. But I've seen too many incidents where you could be obeying the law and you could still lose your life. So where I once used to think that that was a safety measure or something that I probably wouldn't have to worry about, I've started to realize that's not always a reality. That there are a lot of innocent people that have lost their lives, that they didn't do anything to warrant being pulled over, that they didn't do anything to warrant having their face smashed into the pavement, that they didn't do anything to warrant a knee on their neck, that they didn't do anything to warrant being shot in the back, that they didn't do anything to warrant being murdered in cold blood. And it hurts. It hurts because all we're trying to do is live. All we're trying to do is live in the land of the living, in the land of the free. And Someone had asked me a question not too long ago. We were having like a a panel discussion. And they asked me the question, how do you feel about law enforcement? Do you feel safe? And I gave them something that I had literally buried within me because I tend to do that. And a lot of us tend to do that. We truly do suffer in silence. And I forgot about this incident, but the minute that that question came up, 
It's like I felt the need to speak up. And so I said, there was an incident where in my apartment complex, when I went downstairs, I saw the red and the blue light. So I looked through my blinds. And the minute, I'm having it right now, but the minute that I saw two SUVs or whatever, I think, yeah, SUVs, anyway, they were cop cars. And when I saw them, I had a massive anxiety attack. Now, keep in mind, I'm a law-abiding citizen, but I had a massive anxiety attack. And... The moment that that happened, all of a sudden where I was just, I don't even remember why I was going downstairs, but I knew that whatever, maybe it was going to go get a glass of water or something, but it was something that I knew that I was supposed to be getting ready to go to bed. But I went downstairs maybe to check the security of the home, make sure that the, the door was locked, make sure all my children were inside. But the moment that, that I literally saw those cars, I didn't want to sleep because I thought about Breonna Taylor. So I stayed up way past the time that I was supposed to go to bed because I wanted to be awake and I wanted to be alert. I didn't know what was going on in the neighborhood. I didn't know if I should be cautious. But all of a sudden, it's like the protector in me of my children rose up. And all I wanted to do was make sure that we were all good. And so every once in a while I would check outside and I was and I noticed that at one point the um, one of the cars had moved itself to where it was still present, but it wasn't like right directly in front of my complex. It was more or less on the right to the side, but I still stayed up. And I can't recall how long they were there, but I know it was way past how long I thought I was going to be downstairs. And I had forgotten about that experience until the question arose. How do you feel about law enforcement? Do you feel safe? And so when I watched these episodes tonight, because I tr- I tried. To give people the benefit of the doubt. I truly do. And I'm watching this and I'm like, I've said the same thing, Lord. That the whole purpose of this job, the whole purpose of this duty is to serve and protect. But I I could so relate to her when she said, if you don't take the time To consider that the person that you're pulling over is somebody's, I don't remember the words verbatim, but I believe she says something to the effect of somebody's husband, somebody's father, somebody's child, but you're carrying a gun. And in carrying that gun, you're holding power in your hand. When did it become okay 
to not use wisdom, to not use our senses, to not treat people how we want to be treated. Even if we took, and these are my words now, even if we took the stance And I'm trying to put myself in the position of a police officer. Even if we took the stance, if what I'm about to do to you, if the roles were reversed and it was being done to me, how would I feel? Because it's getting to the point That it's like we have a mark on our... No, it ain't getting to no point. It's been like this for for years. For years. But I guess I'm more aware of it. Because I I used to be shielded from this type of stuff. And now I feel as if it's always in my face. Like I'm always seeing it in some way, form, or fashion. And it breaks my heart. It hurts me so deeply. Because I love my race. I love my people. I love all people. And I just sometimes wish that the hatred would stop. And I mean really stop. So there's a movie that I'm going to see because now that the weekend has approached, I can see it. Lord say the same. I pray that he agrees and I'm going to do this. But there's a movie that came out in 2018, but I'm going to take the time out because on the panel, they talked about it and it's called the hate you give. And I want to watch that movie. Now I know I'm probably gonna have to have tissue with me on the side, but I want to watch that movie because where I used to not want to know because I knew that it would affect me in some way, form or fashion. I really feel like Knowing people's story, knowing people's truth, understanding that there can there there can be a different answer than what it is that has been happening. There could there's a different way. There's a better way. I remember, and I know it's been years back, but I mean it still rings true when Rodney King said, "Can we all just get along?" Like, for real, for real, is there any way? Is there any way? And if there is, is there a way that we can find it? Because I want to live. My children want to live. My future wants to live. And my present wants to live. Because life is a gift and it should not be sifted from us innocently when we haven't done anything to deserve it. All because of the complexion of our skin? How does that even make sense? Where does that even make sense? This is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. I hope that you have a blessed and prosperous day and do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself. 
because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.